Ladies, do you really want to know what's on our minds? How we really feel? The truth? Then stay tuned to He Said What with your host, Simply Bree on Blog Talk Radio. I guess I'm supposed to start talking right now. Well, I am celebrity photographer Ty Waterman of the BCAS Photograph and the BCAS Experience, and I've been asked to talk about, I don't know, how does the lack of a father affect a person in manhood? You know, that's not verbatim, but um, on He Said What Radio by my girl Simply Bree. nigga like me, man, I love the game. I love the hustle. Be feeling like one of the ball playing niggas, you know. CA. Back of the back of the left. College part, that's why I'm at. I put my team on my back. All of that time I need back. Well, fuck it, I'm counting these racks. Trying to dodge greed while I'm dodging these rats. I've been hands on before apps. Been in the trap before traps. It don't get realer than that. It don't get realer than that. Fuck it. What you know about recording on the tape this? Young niggas ain't even have a studio. Had to do a whole song like in one take. But I swear y'all niggas don't hear me though. I done been in two groups, nigga, likewise. I was born in the A, yeah, the South Side. Keep your head on the swivel on the spark slide. Man, I swear life is short, word the left eye. Yeah, I was raised by my old man. I was six years old watching Space Jam. Niggas wanna call the Lord when the K jam. Hands nice, good, hook like K Camp. Lord, I don't fuck with these niggas. I don't even want to roll with these niggas. All of them eat. Is it to read like a candle? The presence of gift 24th of December. As long as niggas is feeling it, a nigga like me can hustle it. That's my gift in life, man. You know? Funny, man. You a hustler, motherfucker, man. For real, baby. Fucking kill me, man. Well, you know me, baby. What you know about the rent being late? Swear nigga used to hate the 15. What you know about no food on your plate? Swear nigga used to hate to be me I think I'm depressed And I don't think no doctor can help Fuck it, I do it myself Man, I be so stressed Look out for everyone else Look out for everyone else Ain't getting no sleep Grinding my film, gotta eat They depending on me Sometimes I swear it's too much But goddamn, they depending on me I'm still asking God, can he eat a rain? Shit, I still gotta sleep just to eat a pain. I mean, isolated in my own thoughts, trying to find other ways just to cheat the game. I mean, first downs, what the worst downs? Grandma telling me I need to be on church grounds instead of sitting here staring out the window, waiting on my older cousin to come touchdown. Ready, set, going straight to the bottom. I'ma drink till I motherfucking pass out, spaz out, mash out, so my ass out. Hey, spaz out, so my ass out. I love growing up just the way I did. Fast lane on the edge is the way I live. And stacking up money is the way I kill. But still punching motherfuckers just to say I did. Now what you know about that, boy? All about my bread like a fat boy. That's a motherfucking fat boy. But still fresher than the motherfucking outside. In the outside. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You have tuned in to He Said What? With your host, Simply Bree. And this show, of course, is powered by Blog Talk Radio. What you just heard was Hustle, and that's by Main Event and CA, repping Georgia, of course. Now, tonight's question is, how could the lack of a father figure affect a man in his childhood? So, tonight's guest is the one and only, the one and only, Ty Waterman, a.k.a. BKS photographs so if you guys don't know who he is listen you better check for him okay if you want to call in the number is 
515-602-9647. Once again, the number is 515-602-9647. Now, as I'll always mention to you guys, because I feel like sometimes we're just not on the same page. Did you know that a man's love language and a woman's love language differ besides love languages differing anyway? Okay, the way that a man perceives information and the way that a woman perceives it is two totally different ballparks. So the show here is to actually get you guys familiar with one another. Sometimes, as ladies, we need to just take a seat, sit back, and listen to what you got to say. So that is the point of he said what? He may say something that you don't like. He may say something that you don't agree with, but guess what? That's okay because at least he's talking, Okay. So once again, you have tuned into He Said What with your host, Simply Bree. And now let's bring our special guest to the front. So everybody, put your hands together for BKS Photographs himself, Ty Waterman. Good evening, Ty. Good evening, good evening. You like that drum roll? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've, I've never gotten a drum roll in my uh, career. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time for it's everything, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I am. I'm, I'm happy to definitely have you on the show. I'm excited to get your feedback. Um, I know the question itself kind of probably had you like, what? Yes, we need <laughs> to talk about it, though, because... It happens. It definitely does happen. So we'll go right into it. How could the lack of a father figure, having that male figure, that male role model in a house, affect a man in his in his adulthood? But how could having him or the lack of him? Not having him. Right, the lack of a father figure. Well, let me just say, I am no expert. Um, I guess that's part of the purpose of this show, Um, but I do, I bring up a varied experience on my own, uh, whether it's from the, over the years working with kids, um, Mm -hmm. since I was a kid myself, um, or helping to raise my own nephews, and now as an adult, uh, helping to raise my own children, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I personally, I had a father in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would kind of say he was absent in the sense that anything that I needed emotionally, uh, mentally, um, spiritually, he was not there to provide and or give. And I also mm-hmm. think part of that is he wasn't equipped to give or provide those things himself. Um, mm. So because of that, I feel like I suffered, and I often wonder would I have been better off without a father? But I will say that I benefited from mentors in my life who recognized, uh, you know, when I was young that, right. you know, they I needed a certain kind of push. And right. I feel like that is what helped me to get through. So um, how can the lack of a father fit? It can really... Um, hurt a child, um, you know, greatly um, in the sense that there's components in their lives and things that they often will question um, Mm -hmm. as far, especially a young man growing up um, without somebody to properly guide them. um, You know, it can lead them to make decisions or um, display behaviors that, you know, it, it, it can lead to something in a negative fashion. And it's not to say that women cannot raise um, a male, um, which is definitely uh, seen many times over in our own community. But I think with the addition of that father figure, um, it can greatly help the the success rate um, of our youth. I... I would definitely agree with you. And you, you said something very important. You mentioned the the fact of having mentors. Um, a lot of the times, you know, these our teenagers are looking for someone to to guide them, 
which is how they sometimes fall into the hands of the wrong people, um, you know, in mm-hmm. the streets. So sometimes we don't have enough programs, and the lack of those programs can always be due to the lack of funding. You know, you would hope that cities right. see the cries and the need for positive programs to keep the kids out of the streets, but a lot of the times they can't get, you know, sufficient funding and that's ultimately what happens. These kids fall victims to the street. So what what are some ways or some things that we can do even as a community to help stir our young men in the right direction? Well, you know, I came up in that uh, crucial time of, you know, we had it takes a village to raise a child. Everyone believes that. You know, you walk down the street and do something wrong. The old lady sitting on the stoop or looking out the window, she's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Don't do that. I'm going to tell you, mama. And you had that kind of fear. But right. something shifted and that changed because we adopted and um, held on to that no snitching culture, that mind your business culture. Um, and because of that, you know, things happen in our communities and no one's saying anything. And the only time we're talking about it is when we watch a video on Instagram um, of a fight, and you only see the aftermath or you see what's going. You don't see what led up to it. You don't see what fully and, and the real aftermath of what happened to that kid. You don't know the basics of what's going on in the household that's causing this kid to react a certain way. Um, right. And like you said, the total, the lack of funding um, can definitely create that because people tend to mind their business more because there's no program um, set up to help equip uh, a, a parent to learn how to talk to their youth. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing in the community where the kids that have nothing to do, they can't go to, you know, so it leads them to be in the streets. Like one of the worst things that happened with um, this whole COVID-19 was you, you got school shutting down, and then with the school shutting down, programs shutting down, but there's mm-hmm. nothing – to keep the kids inside because the parents is not trying to say, hey, you know, stay in the house all day with me and watch my stories or play your game. They're like, get out of my face, get out of the house, and then all these kids (laughs) are running in the street, and there's nobody doing anything. And granted, I understand that the way certain youth programs is, they have their own guidelines, but there's somewhere you should be able to have a worker um, uh, youth development specialist, whatever catchy titles we go on by nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do some type of home visit, um, do something more than just online, you know, um, calling them, checking um, on a regular basis. And I'm not saying that there's not programs like that, but there's not enough that's um, maintaining and watching or going to these hot areas where these shootings are happening um, like especially like in my area, these the stuff that's going on. We've had nonstop fireworks uh, almost two months before the Fourth of July, and we're about a month after almost, and we still have these fireworks oh going off. God. And the kids doing it because these parents are supporting all this, you know. But it's like if you had somebody there, it's kind of like, hey, let's do something different. Let's right. figure this out, you know. Yeah. No, I, that's 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 interesting because for me, you know, I, sometimes I get scary. So I'm like, wait, is that a firework or is that a gunshot? Like, which is which? You know, but it depends where you live. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a certain area, it's fireworks. But if you live on uh, this street, like right off the Ave, no, they were shooting uh-huh. guns. <laughs> <laughs> Every every state, every city got to have somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, when it comes to the whole, you know, even having a program where they conduct home visits, I think in those situations, you have to. It has to really be people who are passionate about their job too, because nowadays right. everyone, I won't say everyone, but a lot of people are like just. They're just doing their job just to do their job, just to get the paycheck so that they're not living check to check. You know, as soon as that 5 o'clock hit, they're clocking out. They don't care. So, and then you have those who they want to help. They, you know, they go above and beyond even when they're not clocked in. 
So it's a matter of, you know, how, how, how much does someone really care about helping, you know, our community, these kids? Because like they say, these kids are our future, right? So if you invest right. in children, then they will ultimately invest into our future together. So I remember right. growing up um, and going to, I think it was Project Care and Yo Hartford, okay? And okay. for me, you know, at the time I had two uh, parents in the household and my stepfather, he passed when I was 14. So I grew up with a father figure, but I didn't go to these programs because I was a troubled teen or anything. I went because it created a, a positive social environment. I learned a lot. We went on field trips, so we had fun and it was, I mean, it was just everything in one. And I feel like it kept right. a lot of kids out of trouble. And we don't have that anymore. Even certain um, recreational centers, like I'm no longer in Connecticut, so I don't know if Parker Center is, is still booming like it was booming back in the days when I was going. Um, but they're doing a lot. They're doing away with a lot of these programs, and and ultimately it is causing more issues and, and it's allowing more crime to take place outside. So, what would you say would be reasons why there wouldn't be a father in the household? What are some things that could remove that father from the household? Well, historically, when (laughs) you look at the way things kind of change with, um, you know, funding and Mm -hmm. how people uh, either acquire um, funds through, I don't know, the state uh, welfare Mm -hmm. system or whatever, um, you can't have a, a father in a house um, because that's an extra income. Um, that's somebody who should have a job and should get out there. So we don't we, we have to avoid having the father in the house because of that. Yeah. You look at um, subsidized housing, same situation where they're looking for single parents um, or grandparents, and they're not looking for a family unit because a family unit, you should be able to provide on your own. Um, right. And so a lot of houses are set up where, you know, it's only a one, a one parent in that house. Um, you know, and then you have, uh, I don't know, child support issues um, uh-huh. where, <laughs> I, 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 thankfully, I don't have that issue. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, it, keeps, it often keeps um, men that are, I, I don't know. Some willing to provide, and it's not. This is not all because there are some dogs out there. We know that. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody hitting me up for months. Oh, child support help. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I, I get it, but there are some good men. I know some good brothers out there who's tried to step up and be there, but the minute they start dating somebody else, moms don't want that the the father around because they don't want the girl. And mm-hmm. you know, I know um, personally. Um, somebody who's been arrested multiple times, um, who the child is kept away, not just from the father, but from the, the grandparents, from wow. the, the aunts, you know, because then that's how salty this person is, you know. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's things like that. And there's so many other um, reasons behind yeah. it. You can go at something as simple as the choice, you know. You, you, you see this flashy dude who... You know, everybody knows the drug dealer. Everybody knows he's in and out of jail. And you turn around and you have a baby with that child and you expect him to be there. That ain't happening. You know, right. It goes back to the, the dog, you know. So the conscious decisions on who we have around our children, you know, yeah. um, creates that, you know. And then it also, an uh, upbringing, when you're around that, you see yeah. that. And then you say, oh, my father wasn't around, so why would I have to be around? Or a right. girl saying her her dad wasn't there. Why do I have to keep a man? You know. Right. Uh, and sadly, I, I and I love my LGBTQ and whatever other acronym follow community. Um, I support them highly, um, but there is a, a lot of people who feel that they have an agenda to separate, and I don't. I don't think that is the case. There are some people. That yeah, they may, <laughs> but that is I don't think that's the case. But in some circumstances, you know, you can't knock someone who is um, either a gay male or a lesbian 
who has mm-hmm. a child and they want to raise their child and then the quote-unquote lack of a father figure um, isn't there. For me, I'm looking at father figures as a person, not necessarily the person, um, as I like to say, who donated the sperm. I'm looking right. at the person that can mentor and help nurture that happens to be a male that can help, um, you know, a male go through the, the, the things of a male. Because just like a rarity, and it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, um, father household where it's only a single father raising a daughter, it is quite hard for that male to help a, a young girl, like, raise her through puberty and different right. things of that nature. Not impossible, but it, it's hard and it's very rare for that to happen. Um, yeah. My boy is raising um, his two daughters um, and his two sons on his own. Um, right. And that's uh, part of it has to do with uh, his wife that passed. And, yeah. you know, he's forced into that kind of a situation. But um, I know in dating, he has to look at who am I going to date or bring around my children to, which mm-hmm. is uh, a thing that we have to look at, you know. Right. I can be long-winded, so at any point. Oh, you're fine. Because um, you're hitting all the points. Like, it's it's a lot of different situations. You have incarceration, and it doesn't necessarily mean that because he's incarcerated, he was at fault. Because right. we have wrongful accusations that will place a man right. quicker than a woman behind bars and remove him from that household. Um, you have death. You know, the passing of a father can remove a man from the household. There are so many different situations that could ultimately remove the man from the household. And a lot of it really, at the end of the day, the ones that you cannot pick and choose, it does come down to the conscious decisions that you make. Um, if you see a man who is not involved in his kid's life, if he has kids already and he's not involved in his children's life, and you get with him and you have a child and you guys break up and he's not involved in your child's life, you kind of should have seen that coming. Like, kind of, kind of already told you that it was going to happen in so many words. So, um, with that being said, do you believe that um, it could be generationally passed down? So, like you said, if a father, if a boy grows up without his father in the household, like, is, are the chances higher for him to abandon his children um, from seeing it, you know, oh, with yeah. his father passing it with his father? Oh, yeah, especially if, if you move up, there's no father in your household, um, and then you grow up without a, a real father figure, you, you're almost bound to repeat exactly what you've been through. And if there's nobody there to check you on what you're doing, you're not going to know you're wrong. I, I look at my own situation where my father wasn't there for me the way I needed him. And mm-hmm. it also has to do with, he was only doing what he knew. Right. He grew up in the South um, where, you know, the the parents had to work hard and do certain things, so his pops wasn't really um, able to support him the same way that I would have needed. So coming up in, you know, the times when he, when he grew up and then trying to raise me, I needed a different set of support, you know, right. um, that I wasn't able to get. And because of that, when I had to raise my nephews, I raised them a certain way. Now, there was a right. part of me where, where I said, I don't want to do like my, my dad did, which mm-hmm. can help 100% to go away from that because I acknowledge that. But remember, there's people who won't acknowledge. They right. know they hate their father, but then they turn around and they do the same thing that their dad did, you know. Right. And that helped me, but at the same time, I was still – the only kind of – there was a movie called Crash where uh-huh. the, there was a saying in there. I don't know it verbatim, but it was saying sometimes we have to crash in order to feel something, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, growing up, it's like sometimes I had to do the negatives in order for me to get the those feelings. So just like when I was helping to raise my nephews, the first thing I instantly went to do when my, my nephews went, went and did something wrong was I got the belt. I felt like I had right. to beat them. Because that's that's what my father did, and that was the only way my father showed me 
um, that he had some kind of emotion towards me, you know, right. and that's how I computed that, you know, and it was like, wow. So when I had my own children, there had to be an awakening. Like, I can't teach them that same way. You know, my right. father taught me in fear. He didn't teach me out of respect. And a lot of these kids don't know the word respect, and they're not taught that. And especially in a household without a father, you mm-hmm. don't respect male authority often because the minute a man comes into your life, you're like, you're not my father. I remember yep. cursing out my mentor and telling my mentor, you're not my father. Get the hell out of oh. my face. Started oh. cursing him out. This is I'm in a program, and you know the person. I'm going to tell you, it was Louis, oh, no. um that worked that work at your Hartford. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm a, I'm like 12 or 13, and I'm telling him to get the hell out of my face, and I start cursing. I that's this, that's that, and he just looked at me and said, uh huh, go ahead, keep going, you know anymore? And I got to the point where I started fusing curse words together, uh-huh. putting all kinds of uh, a few uh, uh, apples. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, and then I couldn't I couldn't think of anything else, and the only thing I could do was sit there and cry. Oh. And the first thing he said to me was. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And no man has ever told me it's okay to cry. My father said, when I started crying, he started trying to curse me out, called me gay, called me this, called me that, you know, and it was that rejection. So it's just like the the lack of a father, you get that rejection, like why my father didn't love me, why he didn't want me or whatever. But for Mm. another man to step in my life and say, it's okay, and it's going to be all right, and and. I've been in programs where we talked about you have to have people that care, where the right. minute the kids start cursing at them, they do something wrong, they turn around and be like, yo, get the hell out of this program, or yeah. I'm kicking you out, you can't come back. And now what we're doing is we're adding a compounded interest onto their feelings of rejection. Now another man did it. So the first time they interact with a police officer who's trying to tell them not to do something, of course we're going to have an a, even more negative because that's a – person that's supposed to have even higher authority. And it doesn't have right. to be a police officer. It could be a principal at school or security. It could be a teacher. Authority. Yeah, and we won't recognize that there's somebody who's actually caring, trying to show us something, you know, so we start to reject that even further. You know, my last job, I, I worked um, at an agency, and it, it, this is weird. This is, um, it's not <laughs> weird, but for me, it was like, where did this come from? Um, right. So I go from um, teaching youth, um, facilitating youth programs, doing case management, doing social work, to uh, teaching cognitive behavior tools to adults uh, who work with youth. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching what therapists do. I'm not getting paid that same amount, but I'm teaching this, right? And right. the type of youth I was working with were the youth that were running around stealing cars, um, oh. hitting old ladies, killing them, and taking off. But because wow. they're so young, they're able to get out, and right, they're yeah. able to um, they'll they'll get locked up for maybe a month or two or however long they get right back out in the street and they repeat that cycle. So my job was to find the parents, find um, the other people that are invested in their lives, and teach them these tools so that they can teach the individual. Because the reality was, I'm not going to be around 24/7 in their lives, but the parent right. will be or the cousin, the uncle, the older brother, the neighbor, right. whoever it was. So my job the was to teach that. The most influential one, right. But my, the biggest issue I had was the resistance from the people in their lives not wanting to help, saying things like, oh, he ain't never going to get right. Oh, he ain't this, he ain't that. So now you're showing me that your lack of uh, a father or your lack in trust in men or whatever it is is making you say that, you know, this person is not going to um, get it right. You're not going to, you know, look into them and try to invest in them any further. You you give up. You know, you're washing right. your hands. And that kid is going to go to jail most likely or get shot and killed. Uh-huh. The ones yeah. that go to jail, guess who their father figure becomes? Officer uh, or CO Mike or whoever is in there. Right. You know, that becomes their father figure. And that person doesn't have compassion or love because – most likely they're there to collect a, a paycheck, a you know, and yep. you get out of line, they're locking you down, they're doing certain things. So now you get out, you get you, you call yourself finding a little girlfriend, you are going to walk out of her life or treat her bad. And, you know, and this is not always, everything I'm saying is not um, 
finite. Like it doesn't end there. Right. Um, it doesn't always keep going. There's ways to break the cycle, and there's some that do break the cycle. There's I know plenty of stand-up men who've been to jail. They made mistakes. They turned it around. They own businesses. They're raising um, their children. They're doing right. But that is not always the case. So I'm speaking to the ones who where you know there's definitely a push or some help that that needs to happen. Right. Definitely. Wow. You better. I wish I had a round of applause. I don't have a round of applause sound effect. I got to get that. How you wait? You have the drum. Uh, Play the drum button. I had no. the drum roll. <laughs> Look, I'll do the drum roll. But, I'll do the there we go. I'll take that. And, and for me, you know what? What sucks for me, though, is I've worked in agencies where I've gotten paid pennies um, to the dollar, and yeah. I've put in so much overtime to be with these kids and help these kids. And what kept me going was the kids. Like, as a right. celebrity yeah. photographer, I would not be a photographer if it wasn't for the kids I've worked with. It was right. taking pictures, going on those field trips we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, those things, that's where I brought my camera. That's where I learned to capture those innocent moments and those, wow. to be there around them, you know. And that's what pushed me to become a photographer. And the celebrity, celebrity thing just only happened to come because I, the stuff I was teaching the kids, I turned around yeah. and used it myself. The networking, right. um, showing my personality, the public speaking. So I used those things to help me get in. Um, and do this type of thing, but now I use it as a tool to say to these kids, you can follow your dreams, because our parents, uh, whether male or female, whether it's a lack or somebody that's actually there, most of them don't follow their dreams. They give up because they they feel like it's not going to happen. The father that took off, you know, he's like, oh, this ain't happening, you know, uh, and so he leaves. The dream is not to be married and not to, you know, have kids and, and raise them and have the picket fence uh-huh. or house. That is no longer any part of the dream. And because of that, it's like these kids don't know anyone that's followed a dream. Right. So when they tell yeah. you or you ask them, what do you dream of becoming? And the kid says, I want to be in the NFL. I want to be in the NBA. There's because no one to support seen. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go with what they seen, but there's also no one to support that. There's no one right. to help guide them so that if they don't um, go in the NBA, they can learn a plan B, which could be learn how to coach so that you can possibly one day coach an NBA team. Or maybe right. you can coach an individual who will get into the NBA, and that will be a part of your extension of your dream. These are things right. that, you know, having – uh, a father figure, a mentor, um, and the reverse for a woman, having uh, a female figure that is able to push us in that direction. Some of my strongest um, father figures also were females that mm-hmm. understood what I needed as a male because there are females that are mothers that raise children but don't know how to properly nurture them outside mm-hmm. of, you know, giving them food, giving them water and a shelter, they don't know right. how to deal with the emotions, you know, so you need that from all angles and everything. That was one of my questions, actually. When it comes to a young boy, what are some things that a father can provide that a mother directly cannot? Well, I'm telling you, I, I never got the sex talk <laughs> from my parents, especially uh-huh. my father. And my father, I don't even know if I would wanted to listen because my father ended up with like ten kids, so the sex talk would have been. Yeah, he probably would have sat me down and said, "Don't have sex. Uh, you will have all these kids, and I, I ain't raising them." That would have been the sex talk equivalent. My mother wasn't from originally from the U.S., um, so I'm half Asian, so she grew up in a whole different culture, so she could not provide to me. Um, those things that I needed. So I was screwed from the jump. But like I said, I was in a program where they were they were able to help me, you know, give me that information. And plus, I wouldn't want my mom to tell me the sex talk because that would have yeah. been really awkward, you yeah. know. Um, I, I don't want to mimic my mom's voice, but she would have said, you don't have sex. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like, but certain things like that, the drug talk, um, but, you know, also how to really treat a woman, you right. know, a, a, and I think you you can get that from a woman, but you need a, a, 
a, a male's perspective to like where you have that buy-in. It's one thing for a woman to tell you something, um, just like with somebody telling you about following a dream. When somebody uh-huh. says it's okay to follow your dream, but if you don't know someone who followed their dream, if you don't have buy-in, but so for a male to help raise a child and tell the child you should do this because I did it. Now you really you're invested because you can look that person in the eye and you look up to him and you say, "Wow, he did." Okay, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like just just how you should talk, you know, how you you give the firm handshake, like right. I said, all the stuff I'm saying. A female, yes, you can do it, but it's it's different um, coming from a male. Um, right, changing the brakes on the car, changing a, a tire. A female can easily learn that and teach that, but the bonding experience that you could achieve um, Uh from that, because we as males, we as black people in general, um, Uh people of color, mental health is something we don't talk about, we don't deal with. Um, A lot of us grow up with some form of PTSD, and we don't speak on our emotions, and if we had more ways to bond and speak on our emotions, sometimes just talking your emotions out is a form of doing therapy. Because everyone mm-hmm. thinks therapy, you got to go and sit in front of somebody. The stuff that I was teaching has nothing to do with sitting in front of somebody on a couch and talking. It was having a general conversation and breaking down what that person is saying, feeding it back to them in a way that they can relate, and then having them feed it back to you in a way that you know that they understood what you said. And right. I think something like that, um, coming from a male figure in your life, it, it, a father figure, you know, it, it has a, a bigger um, difference, you know, uh, in the way that you, you perceive things, um, the way you learn your decision-making, whether you want to make the wrong decision or the right decision. Because sometimes um, when we our, our regular decision-making is um, trial and error. We do something, uh, we screw up. And we know that it's either going to cause pain or get us in trouble. And then some of us like that, so we go back. But learning that decision-making where we take those skills and we say, okay, this happens. What if I change this? What else could possibly happen in a positive? And then making the proper decision, you know? Right, right. It's so interesting when you talk about changing the tire. So I was driving one day, and I was listening to the radio, and they mentioned this YouTube channel. And the name of the YouTube channel is called Dad, How Do I? And it was Mm. created by a gentleman who grew up, his father was not in his life, so a lot of the times he had questions on how do I do this, how do I do that, and he didn't have that male figure to go to. So as an adult, he decided that he would create this channel, and on this YouTube channel, he would basically show you things or or answer questions that you would usually ask your father. Dad, how do I change the tire? Um, How do I unclog the sink? How do I work on, you know, um, a clogged toilet? Like, how do I tie a tie? And it's it's so it's so amazing because I literally was just looking at it today because it's like a lot of kids are out here and they don't have anyone to go to to have them tell them how to tie a tie. Like I had to, and I have a 13-year-old son, I had to YouTube how to tie a tie. And then I showed my son how to tie a tie. And then I videotaped him and had him post it on YouTube to show other kids just like him how to tie a tie. And things like that, that do something to their pride and their ego, when he can go into a room Mm -hmm. and they ask, who in here knows how to tie their own tie? And he can actually raise his hand. Like, it does a lot to them. Um, So I I just feel like the lack of a father figure in the household definitely plays a role emotionally, mentally, you know, on these kids. So let me ask you this. And before I ask you this, if you guys have just tuned in, this is He Said What on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Simply Bree, and we have our guest, the celebrity photographer himself, Ty Waterman. Thank you, Ty, for joining us. And oh, tonight's topic <laughs> is how does the lack of a father figure affect a man in his adulthood? So 
Um, going into that, a lot of times when you have a father who steps out of the house by choice, they usually wait until the child becomes an adult or an older teen before they try to establish that relationship. What kind, this is going to be a two-part question. What kind of resentment may the father himself have for missing out on so many years of his child's life? And what kind of resentment may the child himself have towards his father for him not being there several years of his life? I had a, um, a parent one day, I'm walking down the street, and I see this father uh, picking up garbage, right? He looks at me, he smiles, and then he says, thank you. And I got in my car, I shed a tear mm-hmm. because I knew this father, and I'm not going to say he wasn't there for this child because he he was, um, but I knew that there was things that he wasn't able to convey to his child like my own father. And mm-hmm. he didn't say many words, but his thank you was telling me, thank you for all the years you took with my son. Thank mm-hmm. you for helping to raise him. That was powerful for me as a male to receive that from another male. And I cried, right? I, I didn't cry, cry. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I'm still rough. <laughs> but I did try this here. I'm not going to lie. I got emotional on that right. because I think about my own father who he wasn't there and he did not know how to reach out to another male to say, hey, how can I do this or how can I help my child out, right? Um, right. When the very first mentor that I had through an, a, a program I was in, he wanted to pick me up and um, bring me, like, to the mall and buy me sneakers or something like that, right? Stuff my right. father would never do. He would, he would give you money, and it wouldn't be enough. It would be, like, $5. Well, I have to borrow the money, and I didn't even have a job. I was 12 years old asking, hey, Dad, can I borrow the money right. <laughs> yeah. to get some shoes or whatever. Anyways, so my mentor wanted to pick me up and bring me to go buy some shoes, right, and go to the movies or something. My father said, oh, he got to be gay. What kind of man wants to sit there and help out another um, man's child? And da, 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 da. His lack of whatever it was stopped him from one, you know, uh, wanting to help me and or find ways to help me out, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then later in life, when he started seeing me do stuff, uh, for example, I dropped out of high school. I, I, this is a story from another time where I was forced out of high school. Um, yeah. But needless to say, when I dropped out and I told him I'm going for my GED, he didn't know how to really say anything other than go get a job then if you're going to um, do that. He didn't want He didn't ask me the reasons why. He didn't mm. ask me what was going on. He didn't say, let me go to the school and help you, because no one in his life ever did it. This is the father who right. t- would say, I walked miles barefoot to school in the snow. Yeah. yeah but did you have to walk a mile to school dodging bullets? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Not, it's a big difference, you know? And so when I told him I finally was about to graduate, he looked at me and said, what is that supposed to do for me? Wow. Because he didn't know how to talk to me, that resentment, right. that um, because you didn't spend any time with me, you didn't know about your son. You assume because your son did not play sports, your son wasn't rough and tough out there. You know, you did not know how to deal with an emotional child. You felt that you know I'm gonna just say whatever. And when I told him it's supposed to make me proud, he gave me a right on, like I'm his homeboy. Mm. You know. And I, I, I have resentment um, as an adult because he wasn't there for all that, um, and he passed away, so he never would have seen what I have become and what I've done, you know. So right. I find myself in my own adulthood trying to do things that my father would have been proud of, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have to stop myself and say, no, don't do it for him. Do it for yourself, do it for yourself because he's right. not alone. To, to get that, like, why am I doing it for this man and he's not there? But I, it also, I had anger because when he passed, I had so much anger and hatred. But because of my mentors, because of my father's figures, they mm-hmm. taught me to just let it go. 
Now I have so much love for my father, and I learned that there are things that I do that's just like my dad, and I hold on to it. And there's things that I don't want to do that was like my dad, and I I, I try to let those go. I made that work through that. But a child who becomes a man without a father, they don't know how to let those type of things go. We we hold on to the negative. We'll we'll continue that um, cycle of of the negative, and we Mm -hmm. won't turn that around and do the positive thing, you know? Right. I hope so, I answered that. Oh, no, you did. You did. And I like the fact that you shared your own personal experience because it makes it more relatable for everyone else who's listening because a lot of people are in those same shoes. Like, I know me growing up, I I grew up, like I said, with a father figure until I was 14. And then, you know, I tried to get to know my real father. And I was more so upset at him because he allowed another man to step in and do something that he was supposed to be doing, but the whole situation was just crazy as it was. So I was blessed, you know, to say the least. Um, And so I did have anger up until probably 20, 21, and I just decided that it didn't make sense for me to continue to be upset at him. I needed to, and my father was older, so it was like I needed Mm. to get past that and forgive him because if I forgive him then I'm forgiving myself and and, and it's clearing right. that negative energy and I need to get to know him now as an adult not as a child like right. we can't turn back the hands of time but I did have that time where I was able to get to know him and I would make it my duty to stop by his house every day when I got off of work on my way home and just chill with him and just talk with him and to, for me that moment, that aha moment, the rewarding moment for me was one day when I was sitting on the porch with him, and I had to be like, I want to say probably 26, 27. I was sitting on the porch with him, and a guy friend of his came up to the house and was like, ooh, man, who is that fine-looking thing right there? My God. (laughs) And my father said, that's my daughter. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. To me, it was like, oh, my God. He's acknowledging who I am like that's right. all I ever needed that's it was just amazing so yeah we can grow up and we can resent those who are not in our lives or we can forgive them and move past it and just make a better future with them so I think right. if we take that avenue then we're doing ourselves a better justice because we're not holding on to any old type of feelings so with that being said um how does holding on to the anger and in the fear and the fact that dad wasn't there growing up, how does that begin to play when it comes to personal relationships with a grown woman? Oh, it, it, it definitely plays heavy because um, like I was saying earlier, you don't know how to properly deal with a woman, uh, a real woman. I'm not talking about like mm-hmm. you're, you grow up and you're dating, you know, your little girlfriends and, Things like that, because even then, you you hear the stories of like uh, a kid fighting and hitting a girl in school and stuff like that. Right. Um, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I I smacked a girl. Her name is Jasmine. Oh. Uh, I'm putting Jasmine, it out there. Sorry. I, I I no, I am. I I told her years later. I am so sorry. Like it, it haunted me. You know, it, yeah. it, I didn't think about it, but somebody else. You have you do this with malice, and you have. No, no feelings because you're not taught to have feelings. You're not taught right. to think about your actions. You're you're taught to just you know keep going on your anger, keep fueling that anger because every time you think about your cops not being there, it just fuels onto that anger. You know, mm-hmm. then you finally get in a relationship with a woman. You off the back have a kid with that woman, and you didn't think about it. You didn't plan it out. And the first thing you want to, your reaction is to want to hit her or want to walk out and not mm-hmm. try to work through the problems. Um, I, you know, I'm not a perfect person in the least bit. I have so many problems and issues, but I know things can be worked out. You know, I know right. I, to not give up, like to not just give in, you know, all the time. Sometimes I'll sit and, and, and to myself and just try to reflect as much as I can, but that's something that's not taught. You know, right. to reflect, to think about certain things. You know, um, so it can it can hinder that relationship. You know, and I I don't care how much we say that you could tell like a mama's boy is going to treat a girl right. No, no, because some of some mama's boys 
They don't treat their mama right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just have to want mama for everything. They need their mama for everything. Do everything for me. Do this. And because everything's done for them, they don't learn to do for themselves. So when they're right. in a relationship, it becomes a needy thing. It's not a give and a take situation. It's just take, 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 you know. Yep. And, you know, that, that can create uh, an issue within itself. Then, like I said, with that anger, it's like not wanting to – to be there and support that mother through adult, the, the you know, uh, pregnancy, um, right. not wanting Ooh. to support her in her times that she needs, um, mm-hmm. not wanting to say, hey, I'm going to take the kids and do your thing or whatever. It's so right. many things. And like I said, I'm not perfect. I don't want nobody to take all this perfect <laughs> person. I still mm-hmm. have mistakes, you know, and <laughs> but it's like, I'm I'm still learning, you know. I'm forty years old, and I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still growing. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, just raising my own son, it's um, I'm a, I have to adapt, you know, to how I do it. My own relationship, I have to adapt because the things sometimes when you keep doing a certain thing a certain way, and you're going to get the same results. They say, you know, so sometimes you got to switch it up and try to do something different, you know. But some of us like to keep walking and banging our head on the wall because that's the yeah. only time we feel something, you know. So we yeah. want to be able to get out of that cycle. Right. We definitely need to get out of that cycle because, like you said, it, it affects, it also affects everyone around you. So not just your relationships with your significant other, but relationships with your loved ones, you know, your your mother your sisters if you have them, you know, those that you truly care about. So if you guys are just tuning in, this is He Said What on, I almost messed up my words, on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Simply Bree, and we have our favorite guest, celebrity photographer of BKS Photographs. We have Mr. Ty. Hi, thank you for joining us. He is tackling this whole subject on the lack of a father figure and how it affects the man in his childhood. So this will be the final question. What can we as mothers, what can we as sisters, what can we as um, girlfriends and wives, what can we do to help help men who are suffering from this whole fatherhood trauma or help young boys or help our children, our sons, how can we help to eliminate further pain, further um, hurt, and increase the healing? What what can we do? How can we help? Well, first, uh, let me say, we have to, one, uh, I don't even know why I'm numbering. Like I'm actually going to give you a list. But <laughs> we have to support the males in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's male-to-male interaction or female-to-male interaction, um, because we, as, as children, you grow up, you watch the interactions that we have with the people in our lives. So if you're mm-hmm. not supporting that male in their lives, um then what happens is you see that, and you see that, oh, she ain't going to support me, or this ain't going to happen. Um, and then it also makes that male who's not receiving that support not want to, why bother? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why am I going to do this if I'm not getting that support? And it also, you know, when you're supporting that person that is helping your child out, and you're saying, thanks for doing this, or it, it gives them an incentive to, to keep helping your child out, you know, or... Um, if you're in a relationship with someone and you you know you're saying thanks for what you're doing, um, I'm glad you're here. That those little things you 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 help to incentivize that person also, and they they want to help continue to raise your child. And raising a child, we know, is not always a monetary thing, you know. So right. definitely um, be there supporting the the male figures that are in the lives um, of our children. You know, look at that and know that. Uh, make them know that they're they're worthy. They, that you appreciate them uh, for what they're doing, um, but not not the uh, people that are not positively in their yeah. lives, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then with that same under that same breath, support um, 
your children and what they do, what they want to do. Don't be quick to um, discourage them. Um, Mm -hmm. Find avenues that can help boost them. Um, If you can't go one way, figure another way around it so that they can get the supports and the things that they need to, you know, further do whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. That will help build a sense of resiliency. Um, Resiliency is a strong thing people don't understand. Resiliency will help a person who has no one bounce back because they learned how to bounce back, because they learned on their own or with the help of someone. Then they're able to say, okay, you know what? I remember moms told me this. I remember dad told me this. I remember Uncle Jimmy told me, you know, I should do this and that. Now, when they get in their own situation, they learn how to, you know, get up. Like, um, just like a baby, when a baby falls, you support them. Oh, it's okay. Come on. And, you know, you give them a hug and you push them all the way to keep going. But our teenagers, when they fall, we look the other way. We walk away. We call the police on them. We treat them like garbage. And we throw them away, you know, and the only person that has to deal with them is that mom who's in the house by herself, and she'll want to deal with them. So learn to help support them and pick them up. Um, Outside of that, just talk to them, listen to them. You know, my biggest tool as um, uh, a mentor, as a youth development specialist, as Mm -hmm. a social worker, whatever you want to call it, was sitting in the car without the music, and just talking, even even if it was music playing, putting it low enough that we could have a conversation. I distract them so that they don't know we're actually talking about something positive, right. but I'm using other things. Like I'm telling a story, I'm doing this um, to really talk about something else or talk about what it is. I pick up my the person I'm mentoring or one of my kids, we'll go get McDonald's or whatever it is, and we'll have a whole conversation about what happened through their day, but I distract them at first. Then once I got them on the hook, I'm using that tool to talk about what it is and coming up with a strategy and letting them come up with ideas and things. And they make it makes them feel like it's their own idea and now they buy into it, you know? Right. And it's not Ooh. always about trying to buy the new Jordans or the new video right. games. Right, material. The video games, Ranger Kids and excuse me, the Jordans, you know, make them look fancy and they look cool. You handle the cool points, the cool factors, but what about on the inside? Let's build with the inside. Let's build that house up because if you build the inside of the house up, uh, starting with from the ground up, that house may, you know, get an earthquake or a tornado or whatever, but it ain't going to fall. That frame is still going to be there, and they're going to learn how to build themselves up. Right. Mm. Ty, go ahead and let them know, how can they reach out to you? How can they support what you got going on? I ain't got nothing going on. Come on, bro. I'm a regular old person <laughs> from the hood. You could catch me on the corner. Of, um, I'm just playing. Now, um, listen, you can find me on just about every bit of social media at BKS Photographs. The BKS stands for the best kept secret. Um, so whether that is the best kept secret in photography or the best kept secret in everything that I do, it's not about being cocky. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that you have skills. We all have a set of skills or things that we have that you will not know unless you take the chance and the opportunity to talk to that person and find out about it. So BKS Photographs on Instagram. Um, you can search it up, BKS um, Photographs on YouTube. I have celebrity um, videos, we do interviews, um, and we play uh, music trivia with them. So I got a couple of heavy hitters out there. Um, I want a name throw or nothing like that. You can also uh, find me on Instagram now as um, at the BKS Experience, where I'm promoting the, the show that we're doing called the BKS Experience, which deals with the interviews and the music um, trivia. And some other funny things, you know. All right. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show. I really thank you for tuning in tonight and dropping those gems. Um, You guys, this is He Said What. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where each show will have a different question. Um, Next Wednesday, no, sorry, next Wednesday, next Tuesday, 
Uh, we will have our guest, Spicy. Um, yes, that is the name that he is going by. We will have Spicy, and uh, he will actually be uh, talking about catching feelings. Oh. So tune in, <laughs> com. You guys have a wonderful night. Hey.